Today on the Av Podcast, more playoff talk. Unfortunately, no, we're, we're not going to be talking about the Leafs, although we should. It, it, it's disgusting how they can never get out of the first round. I feel like if, if they stole the time bracelets from the Avengers and they scooped up Daryl Sittler, Matt Sundin, Wendell Clark, Doug Gilmore, I don't even know who else, Ty Domi, all in their primes, by the way, and just dropped them right into this lineup, they were still losing the first round. I, I don't know what it is about that team. You know what? I'm, I'm distracted. I'm distracted. Let, let me stay on course. We're, we're, we're not talking about the Leafs underachieving. You know what? Because I invited South Shirai family members Big Brother Curtis and Randall Walter, head coach of Excel Hoops prep basketball program. And because we're all Habs fans, we're not going to waste our time doing that. That, that Leafs conversation stays on the cutting room floor. We, we, we don't do that. We don't do that here. Like Jay-Z said in the takeover, they only get half a bar. Anyways, we chop it up about the, the Celtics revamping their bench in the front office. We break down the Bucks Nets upcoming series. Discuss what the hell is going on with Portland, the Clippers Mavs series, and more. Uh, this podcast was recorded on Wednesday night while we were watching Atlanta remove the Knicks away from MSG. So, of course, we talk about the Knicks meltdown, Julius Randle. Uh, and this is also before the Suns ended the Lakers season and their reign as champions. Now, South Shirav is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit the like button, the follow button. Please go ahead and rate and review. Click on all those five stars right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Put your back into it. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. And head over to SouthSharav.com to check out the past episodes, including the latest episode of The Stoop, Code of the Sneaks, which you can check out on the South Shirav YouTube channel or on the Foundation website, once again, which is right here at SouthSharav.com. It's the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharaf Radio. Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go. <laughs> Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharaf Radio. Welcome to the Av Podcast. How you doing today, guys? Good, 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 good. Good. I know that you know we're almost at the um, the end of the first round of the playoffs. Um, I know currently the Knicks are playing right now, although that that that's not looking good for them right now. So I, I got a question to ask the two of you: ha- Has Julius Randle gone full Demar Derozan, or has, was Demar Derozan giving us the Randle the Julius Randle preview? No, he hasn't gone Demar Derozan because he is who he is. He's Julius Randle. <laughs> like, 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 come on, Nick, man! Nick if anybody fans, really believed right this, Knicks fans right now, like, yo, f- you, Curtis. Nah, oh, man, come on! If anybody believed that, like, the, the the dudes, he's a solid NBA player, but he's no, he's no, he's no go-to. He's no number one on any team. Like, if that's your, if that's your go-to number one guy, then you're in trouble. You know. I mean, currently right now he's having the best game of the series. He's having what he's he's twenty and twelve right now, but he's seven and nineteen shooting. But that's 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 that's, that's by far his best performance of the series. But seven for nineteen shooting for him in the series is that's a great that that is that is that is a great that is like a, an MVP all NBA type performance right now. But I, you know, the, go ahead. You know what the thing is right now is um, the playoffs is different than regular season. I mean, and, and, and as Raptor, as a Raptor fan, um, we've seen that time in and time out. Again, you mentioned Demar, right? Like, 
you know, regular season, it, it's just a different approach. But when playoff comes, like uh, and Curtis said, you, you can you can shut down Julius Randle, man. Come on. You don't got enough in this bag to, to get off. No. Um, yeah, no. You know, create a shot and do different things. And and he's he, he's a he tries to be a point forward, and, and you could shut that down easy in the playoffs. Like I'm just watching now, just turning on the ball, trying to make a dumb pass. So he's he's not he's not built for this, and you, you need someone else to help carry the Knicks. And I think you know the positive thing for the Knicks is that they're setting themselves up for the future. And I like what Tibbs has done with the team, but um, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of you know free agents that are going to start. Trying to come over now with the success they've had. Take it serious again. Again, give 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 the Knicks credit. You know they got blood from stone. Oh, they, they overachieved big time this year. They're, like big time. Like so, give them like kudos to them, man. They what a great season for for not having much on the floor. Mm-hmm. But uh, like Randall just alerted to man, it's it's playoff time. Teams have four or five days to the game plan for you. You know, and if you. <laughs> If you can only go left and you're choppy, I'm going to get you, you know? Right, yeah. right. And Nate McMillan is a solid coach on the other side too, so that makes it that, that makes it uh, even harder for him. But the, the thing is that's crazy is, man, like Tom Thibodeau is not, I don't know, like I'm trying to remember how he was in, when he was in Chicago those other years, and well, like you can't really count Minnesota because that was like two years but he was there, but – like offensively, they they never adjust well, man. Offensively, so it's like you you figure it's like yeah, Randall's struggling, but it's like they're just doing the seek. He's just doing the same thing over and over. Like there's no, there's been like little to no adjustment between game one and game five, to, at least to me. Watching watching Randall play, like they're not putting him in different spots. They're yeah. not putting him on the block. You know what I mean? They're not getting him cutting off screens. Like it's yeah. just they're just they're just running the same thing. It's kind of like you know what he looked like. He looked like Giannis the last two years. In the in the playoffs, where they just he's at the top of the key and just go make a play, and it's like, but he's not as dominant physically dominant as Giannis, so he can't even do that. I think this yeah. this league, you know, you always hear the copycat league. Um, this league being a copycat league, and what Randall just again, what Randall just said, him trying to be a point forward. Not everybody's built to do that. You can't copy that formula. I think it's going to work uh, because it, it's it's working for. Uh, for Boston with Tatum or, or, or you know, somebody else or LeBron or whatnot. Yeah. That shit don't work for everybody. Not everybody's built, not everybody's got the skill sets to, to, to do that. You know, it's like everyone, it's like now everybody's, you know, shooting threes when the Golden State Warriors just started with their three point barrage. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody thought they were, they were putting up threes and stats says to put up threes instead of mid range. And, but not everybody's, not everybody's Clay Thompson and, and Steph, and, uh, exactly. and Steph, you know, but we're still going to put up threes, right? Like Randall, I, I honestly, I hate to see, like to me, like when I see him bringing up the ball, I'm like, yo, go back to old school. Give me a little six foot five nine point guard and <laughs> just give up the ball and run to the block, man. Just <laughs> you don't have the skill sets to do that shit. Go to the block, post up, use use your yeah. skill set, use your size. You know, it's it's. I don't know, man. And the thing, game has changed and, too much. And the thing is, I don't mind you, you developing those point forward skill sets because you know it helps you in the long run. But but you have to have a base of something, right? Like the base should, for him shouldn't be him at the top of the key all the time, even though that's what he's been no. doing this whole year. And he's most likely he's going to be like probably like the All NBA third team at, at at this stage, like for the you know in terms of the regular season. But I don't know, man. Like it's 
I, I just I look at it. I'm just kind of like, man, like this is like full DeRozan. I'm watching full DeRozan right now. Like this is crazy. Like you just he can't do anything. Well, you know? how, how much how much of it is it that he can't do it? And like it, it, I think it's a it's a perfect storm of, of what you both are, are talking about or alluded to earlier. Like I think some of it is on Tibbs. Right, yeah, like like exactly. Like I, I I'm not saying that he can't bring up the ball sometimes. But there was a point, for example, I think it was game one. The first three quarters, he shit the bed. Like he was playing the Julius Randle game of bring up the ball, turn it over, chucking threes from all over the place. And I don't know if Tibbs got in his ass, but then he was, he, like Calvin, you just said, they, they ran some plays, some screens, some down low screens with him and um, Noel coming off, you know, backside screen, hitting the low block getting a, a, you know, finding his rhythm at that. They get in the ball with some pick and roll action and driving to the hoop, using his size with a mismatch off the pick and roll, right? The screen. Like he was doing, there, there was some different mixes going on that was working because he's getting shots closer to the bucket, right? Mm -hmm. And when he was missing was because he was just chucking it up, rushing his shots and not just taking his time with the mismatches. And I, I, I don't understand why he's not recognizing that. It's almost like he's fighting what God gifted him with his size and his, right. his skill set, right? Yeah. His skill set, strength, skill set. Like you utilize that with a mismatch with Collins down low. Like you could, you know, Collins may be a little more athletic, but he has that size to create space and, and get get some baskets, right? So mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I, I think the length is bothering him too. Yeah, yeah but yeah. if you use, but if you use your shoulders and your your ass and your hips. Like he's got all that. Like he's he's got that natural weight and girth that he can. He can move those guys around, man. You know, with, with regards to the length, he can pump fake, get that, get get the shoulder in them. You know, just old school basketball, but everybody's gone away from that. Ah, jeez, this game is out of hand now. Good lord. Uh, yep. <laughs> 90, 92, yep. 73. Yeah, I just I, saw that. Good lord. All right, I guess that season's over. But you know, it was fun while it lasted. I mean, that was funny because I remember, I remember the whole, the whole. Um, Leading up to the playoffs or after game one, remember their, their chance? We want Brooklyn. We we want Brooklyn. It's like, no, you don't even want the Hawks, bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and, then, and then it's like, now I see them trying to be this, uh, like, just doing some dirty plays, like, unnecessarily roughness, you know? Just play the game. It's almost like they're trying to go back to that uh, old Patrick Ewing, uh, you know, stuff. beat you up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny. I'm okay with it though. I I, I kind of missed I kind of missed the trash talking and the the physicality, but it's, it's uh, yeah. No one is no one. You shit in the bed. Yeah, I, mean, I, <laughs> I was gonna say, but clearly Man, what, it's not working. What, what, when you have when you have Trey Young bullying you and acting like a G on the court, that that's that's kind of tough, man. <laughs> Like Trey Young, Trey Young, Trey Young's the size of my daughter. <laughs> actually, almost looks like her. Just, just, just receding. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I, I give full respect to the man, but like, you know what I mean? Like, someone like, take a fine by just taking him out or right? giving that that forehand shiver where he comes through the key and knock his you, knock his little frail ass out. But you, know, but you know what? I think even if he got that kid got a hard hit. Uh, he's built. I think he's built a little differently. I think he will be up and back at it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's built a little differently. I think he's got that fire in him. Yeah. He, so he, he don't got. got he, don't, he, he don't got that Vince Carter pink panties on him. 
No, no, he's got that fire in him, man. I think he's. I think he's. His mindset's a little different. I really like that kid. He's got that fire, man. I wasn't a big fan of him, but this playoff series so far at least shows me that he has heart. He has a lot of heart. Because I mean, he, he came, he came, he came up, but I mean, he came in right away, like in the series when, when the series started. Like he wanted, he wanted all of the smoke. He didn't want some of the smoke. He wanted all of the smoke. Oh, he wanted it all. He was ready to be the villain. He he wanted to be the uh, the remix of Reggie Miller. Like he was saying it right off the yeah. So I'm like, yeah. okay, you know, at least he's he's embracing it. I like it. Yeah. You know, I I like that. But yeah, this this Knicks team, it's like going forward, it's like they've they've set themselves up pretty good though. I don't know what kind of yeah. cap space they have, but. They've set themselves up pretty good. The interesting thing is I think next year or after next summer, you know, uh, Julius Randle's up for a, a new extension. So um, uh, that's going to be interesting after watching this playoff performance. Because, you see, I think, I think he's back? cost himself some money. Yeah, you, you don't you don't throw the Isaiah Thomas at him? Uh, <laughs> they were talking Max at him. Like, at least his Max, not like the Max Max. But, like, you know, like they were yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. like, big money for him. And I'm like... Yeah, after this playoffs, I'm like, he, he, yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to see, because I think well, I think he cost himself some some uh, some M's. He cost himself some. But it, sure. I mean, I mean, if you open the bank and you give him the max, I don't think it's a bad thing if you slide him. If you get somebody to be a number one, a true number one, and slide him to number two, you know what I mean? Or even um, number three, if you could. But or I mean, number well, I think well, I, to me, to, to me, number. I, w- I was gonna say that I was gonna go let's go back to number three, but I think for them to be number three. They're not going to get two dogs in front of him in, in the first year. Yeah. So I think next year, if he's a number, if slides number one, slides from number one to two, and then the following year he slides down to three. So within this next two years, you get two people who are true Batman and Robin, um, and have him as a Joker. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> then then I think you're good. You know, but uh, I think yeah, I think because of the season he's had. You know, he kind of tipped his hand, and they may have to open the uh, the bank to him. But I don't think it's a bad thing. Again, just I'm not who's sure who's going to be out there, who's willing to come to New York. Um, but um, yeah, he's got to be slid down to that, that uh, pecking order, man. Well, they're coming back. There's ninety four seventy eight. All right, keep going. Sorry, right. let me to cut you off. So, so what, what about what about what about the Canadian RJ Barrett? What's your thoughts about him and and, and his development, future, etc. Um, I mean, the kids obviously got talent. Um, uh, I think he's shown well at times. Still a lot of things to work on, especially his touch from, from distance. I mean, he's improved stat-wise, but I, it's not clean. So I'm not in trust with it as, as much as uh, his stats show. I think he shot like 40% or something like this this year. Of threes and that's it's, it looks good but i'm not confident in it uh I, I think there's there's some growth he's he's gonna grow he's gonna get he's gonna continue to get better i think he's got a bright future i don't think he's ready to in, in regards to what we're talking in terms of batman and robins i don't think he's there yet to be a no. even be a, anybody's robin yet no you know um i think he's a piece no. in a puzzle you know he's got some work to get to be a robin but do you think he can ever be a Robin? Forget uh, that. I, I think he can. I think there's work there. I think there's there's some good. He's proven some good things. He's he stepped up. He, we all know he's not shy. We all know he's got that that fire to be a Robin. Um, he's just got to improve his skill sets, right? Yeah. Um, but he's got a good future. 
he's got a good future, but he's got work to be. Like I said, he's he still got ways to be a Robin, you know. But but he's young, so you know, and then not everybody's gonna jump into the fray and be a uh, a Jason Tatum off the jump at, that, at a young age, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I yeah. think I think with early success, especially with AAUs and uh, you know, especially with AAUs and coming to AAUs and going to college and doing one and one and done, people put this this ideology out there that these kids are going to come out and be stars right off the jump. That shouldn't, that shouldn't, it's not realistic. It's not, it's not real, man. Not everybody's a Doncic. Not everybody's a, you know, even Trey Young, not everybody's a Trey Young to come out and do that. You know, it, it's a growing process and you have to be patient. You know, it, 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 again, he's got a lot of talent, but he's got a ways to be number. He's got a ways to even be a Robin. I think it's a good foundation, you know what I mean. But it's that's that's I think it's as far as you take that expectation. And I mean, again, he doesn't turn. Just looking at just looking at uh, his info here, he doesn't turn twenty one till June. He's young. So, well, not yet. So this well, this month he turns twenty one. So um, yeah, there's there's a lot of time for him to you know to to go through that process and stuff. So that's I, the thing. People start judging, expectation, putting the expectations of these young guys that are early. Year. Yeah, too early. Basically, too early. from the rookie year. Yeah. You're yeah. riding. You're riding him off at 22. You're just like, uh, can everybody calm down, please? Like, yeah. can, can he can he at least get get past his rookie contract first before you start calling you know X Y Z a bust or X Y Z all oh, this guy's whatever you know like can we wait? Um, speaking of which, let me pivot a little bit here. You know, last night I don't know if you guys caught the game, but it was a it was a crazy game between Denver and and um and Portland last night. But crazy game. Lillard went off. He went off. And there was a ton of memes of him, you know, uh, <laughs> voicing his frustration from soul food memes to Tupac by the locker memes and <laughs> and juice. Uh, but the the question I got to ask, like, honestly, just watching honestly before it even went to that point, like the original question I had last night before the game became a great game. And I guess I'll still ask it now is what's Portland's problem? I, that was the question I was watching. Uh, sorry, I wrote down during the f- second quarter when I put up, they were down like 22. And I'm like, why is, like, what is Portland's problem? And I ended up turning it around and making it a great game. But, you know, so yeah. that question has a little bit less of an effect, but I still have to ask it because I, I'm, I still come to that conclusion. What is their problem? I, I don't think it's a less of an effect. I think you, you have every right to ask. They lost the game anyway, right? Like, yeah, they came back, great game. The problem with Portland is their style of play. When you live and die by that ISO ball and that hero ball, right? Mm. You, you, it's it's erratic. If, if there's not a, it's like remember back when when Casey first started to get some success with the Raptors, and you know we were all complaining about DeRozan when DeRozan was going off on the ISO ball and Larry, and they were getting buckets and winning. Yeah, no one said a thing. But as soon as they lost, we're we're pointing the right back and like, look, it was them, it was them, Lillard. You know, he when he's just taking the ball across half court and shooting it, shooting it, yeah, it can work. But a lot of times, people forget it doesn't always work. And what happens is now you're trying to get into some type of offensive rhythm, some os- offense uh, of consistency, and you have guys just sitting there all day like, you know, pass me the ball, pass me the ball. The only two guys on the damn court that scores is is uh, McCullough and, and uh, McCullough and, uh, um, and Lillard. That's it. Once in a blue moon, you know, one of the bigs will, will get some buckets. I know Norm Powell. Norm Powell's kind of that microwave type of player. So, like, for me, it's like there's no there's no flow and sink in their offense. So, 
you know, if they're on, it's great. But you can't sustain. Again, we're talking about playoff basketball. A seven-game series, you can't win like that. Yeah, what's your thoughts, Curtis? I agree with the style of play. At times, it's detrimental um, to to winning series. Um, I think a big part of it, too, is their backcourt. It's a small backcourt. As talented as those two guys are, it's a very small backcourt. Um, coupled out with the hero ball, um, the small backcourt, the NBA, and being a copycat league, like I said earlier, everything's a pick and switch. And there's mismatches again on the on the, on the other end of the court. Yeah. You know? Um, and even on the offensive end, again, these are series. These guys are, are game planning for these for these players, for Lillard and, and McCollum, days in advance. Now you got length on them. The shots aren't going to come as clean. I mean, my man went off yesterday, uh, and, he, and he's capable of doing that at any given day. Um, but for them to, to, to win tough series, both of those cats got to have games like that. But there's only one ball, right? But I, I think a small backcourt really hurts them. Right, and then you you you, you compound that with with Powell again. He's not a very big guy. Yeah, Powell, right. Powell's so like six three. Yeah, so you 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 know the game the game is changing with you know players playing multi positional uh, wings and guards and so forth. But when you look at Portland, they don't have that. Those guys can play one or two. The game has changed to the, to the point that you you should be able to guard the two should be able to guard a three. But nowadays the threes are six, seven, six, eight, six, nine. Yeah, everything's a switch, and they get messed up in the in the in the moment. Then again, you throw in Powell. Sometimes you, they got you know all three of those cats on the court at a time. The six, three, and under. you know, yeah. If there's mismatches on the. They're always getting re, all rebounded, and then uh, guys they can't stop somebody on the other end. Great talent, but like I, I think basketball. It, it, it shit ain't rocket science, man. It's like it's it's a it's a tall man's game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Steph and Lillard and stuff make you go hmm. But those guys are exceptional, right? Mm. And then when you game plan in the series, it's just hard to win if you don't have you know some length out there. Yeah, great point on the defense of that. Great point. You know, going up against Denver, missing Jamal Murray, I'm like, okay, well, Portland should at least you know I didn't I didn't expect them to go far. But I'm like, okay, well, you know what? They're probably going to beat Denver. Um, it'll be a good series, but they'll probably beat Denver because those guys, you know, at some point, not having Murray's going to catch up to Denver. You know what I mean? So there's going to be a, a point in time where they're just going to kind of pull away. But I feel like watching some of that those games in the series, it's there's a, there's like a lack of energy. Um, some you could say from both teams, but there's like a lack of energy sometimes from Portland watching them play in this in this uh, playoff so far. It's like. They look like they're still playing on a, like a regular season game, you know, like as a, just as a whole team. Like sometimes you, you know, I'll, I'll put on the game and I'm just like just the effort, just the effort stuff. Like they, they, there's things that they're doing where like they're not boxing out on plays They're, You know, like if there's a 50 50 ball, most likely Denver is the one that's going to get it, you know, like that. And it's just it's just weird to watch because you're like they they kind of have the advantage, but it's like they're just not. It's like they're, I feel like they're, they're almost a little lackadaisical. Like, I, at this point, I don't know what you do because, you know, like how do you change the team without breaking up the backcourt? You know, because they're they're in a position, you know, Portland is not a – Portland is a small market town. 
they're not going to attract free agents. They got they kind of have Toronto's problem where they're not going to be able to attract free agents, and you basically have to trade for the kind of players that you want. But you know that that cap kind of affects you. So how do you how do you change that team without breaking up Dame and CJ? Like to me, I, I think. I don't know. Like, if, if you lose this series, like, next game or, or game seven without Jamal, I think for starters, yeah. you're going to have to fire the coach. Unfortunately, he's going to take the hit, whether whether you think he's a great coach or not. But, I'm you know, I'm saying he's been there, like, 10 years or however long he's been there. And they're just kind of, you know, they're a playoff contender, and that's it. You know, you, ne- you never feel like they're threatening yeah. to win the title, you know, or call, like, yeah, no. you know what, Portland, there's a, they're a dark horse to win the title. Like, you don't feel that way every year. I think, I think Curtis had said something that was key is like they had some length and they lost them. They, they traded away a lot of the length that was, was fit their, their system and team. Um, and they, they need to get some of that length back. They don't have any good length at the wing. And when Curtis said that, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, they don't really have that switch. You're, they're very vulnerable. They needed, they had length before, right? Like, I can't remember all the players that they had on their squad before, off the top of my head. I had it all in my mind, and I forgot it all. But they had they had they had some good they had some good talent before that they they traded away or let go on free agent. That I feel that you know they never really replaced uh, that wing at the three and the four position. Even their five, like you know, they have a lot of injuries with the, with with their five. If, if they don't have you know one injury away from just being irrelevant, right? And, and Melo great piece to come off the bench to score, but you can't rely on Melo to be a consistent four, right? Um, at this point in his career. And and to Curtis's point, he's not a, he's a defensive liability, right? Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. But the other day I watched, I was watching, uh, I, I was watching him on the court at one point and at every position they were undersized compared to Denver mm. on the court. And I'm like, that's tough, man. That's tough. I don't care what schemes you're running. That is shit. That shit is tough. You know, you, you, you like you, you mentioned not getting the rebounds, boxing out. Uh, man, I don't care how hard McCollum tries to box out Porter. That's a hard ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's a hard ask. Those loose balls that you mentioned, I'm 6'9", and you're 6'. Although you may hustle as your ass off, my long-ass seven foot two wingspan is probably going to get that ball. Right, mm-hmm. uh, right. I think length really plays plays into their problem. I, I don't know. Like I said, going forward, I don't know what you what you do with them. I, I, like I think they're kind of stuck. Like unless yeah. you unless you get rid of like CJ probably, well, but hold on, Utah Utah is up by twenty forty seven twenty seven. That I believe. Oh. <laughs> that I believe. <laughs> that I believe. We're gonna get to them in, in, in a little bit, but that that I that I believe. I just look at Portland. I'm just like, how do you how do you improve the team? How do you improve? Like you like ultimately, you would love to keep the backcourt just because they, they can be explosive and they they do work well together, even though they're undersized. But my thing is, do, like, do you go after a Demar Derozan? I don't know. Like, who do you go after? Like in, in that in that uh, in that option? Like for that team? Like that improves them or? You know, gives them like uh, a solid front court. Uh, like I don't know, I don't know who you go uh, after. There's Kevin Love, but Kevin Love is making thirty million dollars. So you, you're gonna have to trade yeah. somebody. Kevin Love doesn't fit their team. He's done. He's he's too old. He, he's 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 a spot up shooter, and he can't play deep. I, I personally think oh, you get rid. I personally think you get rid of McCollum uh, for some length at the two guard. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I. 
that that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's tough. It's tough to let him go, but I get it though, because it's it's you've been doing the same thing for the last like five years. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. what's what's the sense? I, I mean, I love McCollum, but again, it's too small a backcourt, man. If I can offload him for some length, a good, a good offensive two with some length, six sevens, you know, yeah, at the two spot, I, I'll definitely do it. Well, I mean, if, if, if it's between the two, you, you obviously, I don't think it's a choice. You have to trade CJ. I think Dame is just too yeah. valuable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But would you go for, in that case, which I, I agree that you need to get rid of, you can't, I wouldn't add DeRozan to the mix, but would you trade, would you sign, would you trade McCollum and, and sign DeRozan, who's a big two? No. No, because the, I don't know, man, the, I don't think you do. Lack- I think the same result well, will happen again. I mean, you're, well, you're the not reason gonna- why I say that is because the Rose has become like I, I find that the Rose has become more of a facilitator, and Dane mm. can play off of him at like more like that too, right? Um, more of a scoring threat. Where the Rose can get his, you know, off of the bounce, dishing. You know, I'm just curious. No, it's it's, it's, a, it's a good question, but I just because the free agency the free agency um, period. Oh, sorry, the, the the list of free agents this year is not strong. Like I know we we discussed this before a few months ago, Randall, but like mm-hmm. it's not it's not strong. Like all the superstars, other than Kawhi, like really other most of the superstars that was supposed to like impact this this uh, this free agency classes, they've all signed their their extensions, right? So. Right. Um, so that that's why I'm like it. It leaves it like the cupboard is basically thin at this point in terms of free agents. So it's like, who do you go mm-hmm. after that's gonna like help them? Like for them, mm-hmm. they're, they're not. It's not a place where you're gonna attract free agents. And then what's the assets that you're gonna trade to get somebody to 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 come there? Like you're saying with Kevin Love, but like for him, he's from Oregon. You know what I mean? He's from Oregon. I know he's a little older, but does he does he kind of help? Do you trade like Zach Collins for him? You know what I mean? Because Cleveland's still trying to go young. Do you trade like a Zach Collins over there, and and another piece? And and you know if you can keep CJ and you get him there, would it make it a little more interesting? And probably not because again, then you struggle defensively. You know, and then love on top of that is is also very injury prone. Plus, it's a thirty million dollar cap hit. About to say that's yeah. a that's a lot of money yeah. for yeah. a guy who I think is definitely uh, behind him. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't. I don't know what they do. Like even even if even if they they knuckle up and they win these next two games, like they they're gonna go up against probably who Phoenix most likely or the Lakers the next round. And yeah. like you that you know where that's gonna go. That's not gonna. They have a better chance against Phoenix, I would say. But but it's still not gonna go well for them. You know, <laughs> it's not gonna go well for them. Uh, what what do you guys think of the Celtics uh, restructuring their franchise today with Danny Ainge stepping down and and Brad Stevens becoming the the president of of basketball operations? What were your thoughts when you guys saw this today? Because I, I I have I have some thoughts, but I want to hear you guys. Uh, we'll start with you, Curtis. What, like, what were your thoughts on, on this? Uh, you know, I, I wish I had, I wish I had friends in high places as these guys do. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> you know. It's um, I mean, good on Brad Stevens. Uh, uh, I think some people are going to start calling for his head. Say it with your chest, Curtis. Say it with your chest. You could do it. I mean, I think some people are going to start calling for his head, and you know, but like I said I, I wish I had. These guys seem to get great opportunities after great opportunities. You know, mm-hmm. I would like to see that extended to other people as well. You know those type of opportunities. 
<laughs> well, well, I'll I'll say it. As far as Stevens, you know, is concerned, does any does do do any of you feel a way about this? Like, does this does this move fall <laughs> under the uh, quote unquote um, Blanc privilege? Of course it does. Come on, man. Listen, man. If this was guys, guys, let's be honest. If this, if that was Dwayne Casey, Ted was chopped. Right? Dwayne Casey would be coaching the Etobicoke Thunder. <laughs> okay. So they, let, let's not even go there. Brad Stevens was was underperforming this season. Um, even last season, I think he got lucky by being the Raptors. I think the Raptors gave that to them. Um, that, yeah, that's, that all was... white that's all white privilege right there. Because he doesn't have the, 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 the front office acumen. He was just gaining the, the, the respect as a coach. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think he had another like career as a coach to, to get that opportunity to run a friend. We're not talking about running like a franchise like like the Timberwolves or yeah. We're talking we're talking story yeah, most story franchise, not just in basketball, in all of no, sports. sports. And this man's going to be running in front office for them? With zero acumen in, in, in that realm? Listen, I give Brad Stevens his, his respect for the coaching job he's done, you know, with the Celtics. Like, he has brought him to some type of rele- relevance with, with the young roster that, that, you know, they got. But to run a front office is a whole different ballgame. And I'm not saying, you know, da- you know Danny Ainge, you know, hey, I, I've never been an Ainge fan, but one thing I can tell you is that I respect his his, his um his acumen and, and his approach on things. You know, it may not have been my approach, but in retrospect, if you you know when you're sitting in that chair, it's not easy. But at the same time, man, I I, I don't know. You know, I would have liked to see someone else get it of, uh, the, of the darker shade. You know what I mean? I just, you know, I just laughed because, like I said, I, I was talking to, talking to somebody, well, two days ago, and I'm like, yep, that Celtic series is coming to an end. Yeah, and they're playing Brooklyn, and everybody expect them to lose. And then, of course, Walker got hurt and made it even worse. Um, but I'm like, Stevens is gone. I wonder if he's going to start. I was joking and saying, I wonder if he's going to start looking at a college gig again. You know? And then I wake yeah, up today. Was and I see, <laughs> was it? Was it? He was rumored. He was rumored uh, midway through the season that he was going to go back to college. Yeah, go, go to the Hoosiers. Hoosiers, yeah, Indiana. Oh, yeah, Indiana. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, but my I was joking. I was joking. And I was joking, saying two days ago, telling my boy, I'm like, I wonder if he's going to go back to college again. And I wake up this morning, and I, I see that, and I go, wow. I'm like, he just on the cups of being fired, and then lands in a. In a in a more cushier job, you know. Yeah, like, it's funny because my my question before you know, it just, it's, it's, sorry, it just kind of maybe reminded me of Steve Nash last year. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the question I initially had about Boston because I wanted to talk about them prior to all this happening today, like the question I was going to ask is, what do you do with Boston? Just because you know, you look at the last what six seven years or whatever right you have all the draft picks you have all those you know like all the brooklyn's picks and the way you know danny angel's moving you're like okay they're gonna have they're gonna have some superstars you know what i mean like they're gonna land Uh all these guys and they had all these moves they they weren't able to retain all this all the stars that they had from kyrie to you know they they trade isaiah thomas but they they had kyrie gordon hayward 
um, Al Horford, like all these guys basically left and, and, and they never got, you know, like the, the rumor, like the Durants and these guys and nobody came to Boston. Right. So they're in a weird place because even though they have a very strong one, two punch, like very few teams have a talent like a Tatum or even a Jalen Brown as a one, two punch. They still don't seem anywhere close to being a championship contender like they were like even two years ago. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't want to say Danny Ainge underachieved during his tenure because he did win a ring. You can never say it was he underachieved through the whole process, but it wasn't as great as we thought it was going to be the last few years, especially after acquiring all these picks. And to me, it, it kind of shows you that like just because you stockpile all these assets, it doesn't it that doesn't guarantee you future rings. Like you're you're watching it with Philly with the you know with the trust of process and you know and it's like they you know <clears throat> they, I mean you still you landed Embiid and you landed Simmons but you're still they still haven't won a ring at least not yet and OKC is about to go through that now but the, it kind of shows you like again it none of that guarantees you anything you're stockpiling assets but do these assets want to stay when you're stockpiling these assets are you in the right city you could be in the right franchise but you know guys don't care about that as much now. So is is the, is Boston the right city for these you know assets to want to come and mm-hmm. big time free agents going to want to come? You know what I mean? Like, are are those the kind of the same thing? So it's like I don't know. Like it's it just leaves yeah. it just, it just leaves them in yeah. a weird place. You know? Yeah, I think it's a bit of luck. I think they've had they, listen. They went to what the, they went to at least the conference finals in, in his in his tenure with four times. Yeah, they, they, uh, Brad five Stevens, times. Three, three, yeah. three, Brad Stevens, at least when Brad Stevens said they, they went three of the last four years. Prior to yeah, this year. so like, I mean, that's that's success in itself, right? Um, you know, I, I, I think they, if you're talking about free agents going to Boston, I think the narrative is it, it has taken a hit, but come on, it's Boston. They're, they're always going to get, they're always going to be in the conversation to get someone. And the talent they have, they're only, a, what, come on, let's be a, Honest, they're only about a piece or two away from being real really contenders, yeah. not potential contenders. They're not far off. Like, remember, you have to also remember, like, like Jalen Brown got injured, right? You know what I mean? He, you know, he, Kemba he, Walker he, was a walking injury, but you know, I mean, you could trade Kemba Walker, get a better garden. There's there's some moves that can be made. They need a big, you know. I, I think they, they they really, and we talked about this on the podcast. See, like to death where we, we felt that the move that he slept on was that with Indiana in, in, in getting um Miles Turner. Uh Miles Turner, right? So like there's so many moves that could have been made, should have been made. Uh, you know, I think the Gordon you know, the Hayward trade was, you know, um losing Hayward was big because I thought I think they could have gotten a lot more for what they got out of the deal, which was nothing basically. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I I'll never ever count Boston out. You know, it's going to be tough to see because Ainge, I think Ainge always had his his finger on the trigger and always had some type of, the, the, that was the downfall of Ainge is that I think he thought he was smarter than he was. And I, and I, I don't give him credit. Like, I think the man was, was a genius in the front office. I think he just thought he was a bit smarter than he was. And there was a few moves that he, he, he bopped on, right? Yeah. Yeah, I bit him in his ass last year for sure. No, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think with him too, being that he's sixty-two, you know, a couple of years ago, he, you know, he's had health issues. He had that heart attack a few years ago. The right. job, the job is taxing on you, so maybe you wanted a break. But, but, but then, but then again, you know, <laughs> he might prove that that um, you know what I'm saying. That last sentence completely wrong because you know you hear rumors that you know there's interest in that Utah job. 
if if that's even true but if it is then you're like um well the, that the health the health issues can't be a thing i guess right <laughs> if, you, if, you, yeah. if, you're, if you're trying to line up the next job which i'm not sure why they need him because they're doing pretty well right now but um it's it's interesting but i you know to, to touch back on the white privilege part right uh <laughs> the um like i was saying this to, to some friends of mine in, 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 a, in a chat earlier where i'm like you know brad stevens is a good coach for sure he's proven himself as a good coach a, a, a great young talent talented coach that's on the rise and that kind of thing you know he's, he's relatively young like he's only like 43 44 years old so he's a young coach like he still had a lot of years to go um with that said to touch on Curtis's point about you know having friends in high places, you got to think this guy ten years ago was coaching a mid-major college, right? And and in a span of ten years or less than ten years, less than ten years, so in eight years basically, he went from you know coaching a mid-major college to landing. I mean, and they were going through a rebuilding phase at that time, but he he landed on a flagship franchise, a storied franchise in the history of sports. And then upgraded and got the president of basketball operations. I'm not even 100% sure if he interviewed for either job. <laughs> yeah, so was that. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, so I'm like, so I'm like, and there, and there was a, and it's funny because when he was on the rise as a, as a hot shot college coach, there was another hot shot college coach. His name was Shaka Smart. Shaka, yeah. So like if I'm somebody like Shaka Smart, like I see this, am I am I applauding and saying like good for you, good for you, Brad, or am I like throwing my uh, my phone at the TV and just walking out the door because you're like you you haven't even gotten the the, the whiff of a, of the aroma of an NBA job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you but, know what you know what the thing about it is, though, is that, that that the one thing I give him credit for, and, and that's the difference between Shaka and him, is that is that Brad Stevens had some. Um, his style of coaching and and the way that his teams play played at the uh, at another level. Well, Shaka was always catered to, like it, it, it just it, his strategy more helter skelter, like you know defensive, you know disrupt you know disruption and and, and and stuff like that. Where where Brad Stevens had more of that NBA kind of offense already implemented, which showed what he potentially could do at the next level, right? Um, so you got to kind of look at it from that perspective, also our coaching styles, right? And, and and granted that that's fine, but I'm just saying like one. I'm not even sure I've got an interview for either position at a high level franchise, and the other one's coaching at Marquette. You know, so so it's like it's just interesting when you look at that from from you know from that lens. Like, it, yeah, but hold on, but, but Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens was 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 way more touted than Shaka was. You know, when Brad Stevens was, he was looked at from some. Some high majors and, and another NBA team. Oh, so but, like, uh, but so, but so, but I'm saying, but so, but so was Shaka Smart. He went yeah, to Texas. Uh, uh, at, one, at one point, Shaka was was the the premier guy for a lot of jobs in the NCAA. Yeah, right? he just yeah, he chose yeah. the wrong one in Texas because yeah. Texas is not a basketball yeah. program. No, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But but yeah, but that that to me, it's like when you look at those two because they were kind of on a similar level. You know what I mean? Like a similar yeah. trajectory. Yeah. And like one, like I said, one got these positions without barely being interviewed. I'm not, I'm not sure if he even got interviewed for those two jobs. And the other one, like I said, has 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 he even gotten a, a call for an assistant coach? You know, for the Thunder. You know what I mean? Like, has Patrick Ewing? 
<laughs> you know? Facts. Like, look at all these players that, that, that Patrick Ewan was known to be way better played than half of these players that became coaches. Derek Fisher and all these guys, you know? And he couldn't even get a job. He had to go to Georgetown. He had to go to Georgetown. He was assistant coach on Orlando for how many years? Come on, man. Show the mask love. He could have at least got an interview for the Knicks job. I'm waiting to see if Sam Cassell gets the break. Well, that yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him, Adrian Griffin, because like I think with Boston, yeah, like I think Boston, you know, Boston in this past, they've had black coaches. Um, I think yeah. it's time again in the midst of athletes of of all, of all different sports, complaining of racial slurs and comments sent by fans throughout, you know, baseball, football, hockey, you know, like you know, obviously, and um, and then you know, and then even with the Celtics, because you know, when Kyrie had his comments. You know, and they're like, ah, you know, Danny Age is like, I don't think that's the case. And Marcus Smart's like, oh, yeah, you know, (laughs) Marcus Smart's been there for a minute now. So to me, that would be the look to go to, you know, like to to, to hire a black coach. In this case, like a good qualified black coach. But we're going to see. But, you know, somebody like a Sam Cassell has definitely paid his dues. You know, he's definitely paid his dues. How long has he been an assistant coach? Like at least 10 years now or close to it at least. Like he he's definitely paid his dues, so we'll, like that bears watching for sure. But yeah, like just looking at that, I, I was kind of just like I was throwing off to the fact that wow, he's he's leaving. That's you know that's interesting. But then hearing Brad Stevens just get upgraded, like you just get upgraded to the upper room. You're just like wow, okay, all right, uh-huh. okay, all right. It's, it's weird. It's a it's a it's a weird situation right there. And it, it bears watching because, like I said, going forward, I want to see what they do. But I just, I don't know. It's, it's just, it just something seems off with that, man. It doesn't seem right. It just doesn't seem right. Um, w- with the Lakers, uh, watching their situation right now with Anthony Davis going down yet again, um, do you think the Lakers have won their last title as 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 this team is constructed? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm, I, I, again, it's hard to count LeBron out. <laughs> I don't care how old LeBron is. As long as LeBron's in the league, he's always a contender, right? Um, I do admit that, that uh, Anthony Davis is glass Joe. But let's say Lakers land Larry and they, they get a good backup center. I think some of the people slept on the fact that they lost um, Dwight Howard and Rondo. Like those two pieces were made for Ron, their run last year. Rondo, the key. That was a stupid move for them not to keep him. Ridiculous. Yeah. To me, he was. I mean, you you argue and you say AD and um, and uh, LeBron was the was the the guys fighting for MVP of the of the championship. But to me, Rondo was the 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 key, the key to that championship run. But every time he was on the court, he made the difference. Yeah, it's kind of similar to what he's doing with the Clippers now. Yeah, it's funny because I mean, when the Clippers traded for him, I was like, "You guys should have just signed him out right in the off season." I didn't, I didn't understand why they didn't go for him, especially when you see what he signed <laughs> for in Atlanta. You're like, you're like, that's all yeah. he went for. Like, why didn't like this? They they could have had him and Lou Williams in you know in the backcourt. At least Lou mm-hmm. Williams could score. You know what I mean? Because I think with the Clippers, they're kind of missing that. But I know we're talking about the Lakers now, but. I, I wonder because it's funny watching them play last year, watching them in the bubble and stuff. I'm like, yo, this is a good team, but I know everybody's like, oh, the, you know, this this they can come back and you know win two titles and you know like LeBron can get his fifth and sixth ring. And I'm looking at the team and even from 
even when they're celebrating on the court, I'm like, I don't know if this is a team that's going to win multiple titles, man. Like, unless they land that third star, which I don't know if that's in their budget, but I'm kind of like, I'm, I look at them and I'm like, I don't know. And I think a part of it, honestly, is Anthony Davis. I, I've, 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 I've said this before and I'll say it again, man. I don't think he's, I don't know if you can hitch, hitch your wagon to him and not, it has nothing to do with his talent. He's incredible. You know what I mean? He's, he's a top five player when he's healthy, but that's the question you always have to put the, the, the disclaimer when he's healthy. Right. You know, like that. I think. Go ahead. Yeah, I think they have the right pieces. I mean, I, I think they have the they have the right mindset. I think they have the wrong pieces. They are great players. I don't think they have the right pieces. Like, I don't think Gasol is going to help them the way this roster is constructed. I don't think Montrezl Harrell is going to you know help them. He's not even, even playing. Certain... He's barely even no, he's not even to, playing. About to say, I don't get the Montrezl Harrell thing. Why did you even pick him up? Yeah, why did you even pick him up? Why <laughs> pick him up if you're not going to pay him in your schemes? That shit makes no sense whatsoever. Makes no sense, right? And and, and even Shrout is a shooter. Like everyone knows, I'm a shooter fan. I just you don't love, you think love shooter. the right. You love shooter from yeah. the beginning. Yeah, I just don't know if he's the right player for this team, right? I think they could have got like honestly, I think their biggest miss, and I don't know why they didn't do it. Larry would have fit perfect with this team. I don't know why they didn't pull the trigger. I know it would have cost them, but Larry would have read up with him. Yeah, I think he would have. And he's kind of shed that moniker of being like that player that doesn't that doesn't come through. You know, the last couple of years, especially when the Raptors not it's funny, not even so much the, the when they won, but last year I think he kind of like he kind of shed that forever. The way he, the way he balled in the right. playoffs, you know what I mean? Like as great as LeBron is, I know you know everybody always says, ah, oh, like this guy's gonna play another five ten years, and who knows it may happen. But as great as he's been, he's entering year nineteen next year. You know, and like he's gonna have to give up the keys sometime. At some point in time, he's gonna have to give up the keys to the from the number one spot. But I, but I'm but I'm not sure if it's if the key should be given to Davis based on injury history. And and I think this series kind of shows it. If you I don't know, you guys saw the injury. I mean, did that look like something that's that that's gonna be like a severe groin pull? Like it just I don't know. It's just it's weird. Like he's like, yeah, but I, like, guess, but I guess but I guess he's had. Uh, he's had stuff before he, too, yeah. With that, with that particular area, with that particular right. leg, that particular area, right. and I think you know, based on the schedule, um, you know, the bubble, the shortened season, season. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's ever been a bit of heal 100. percent And he's already, you know, we all know, he's got the history of, of you know, being hurt. Um, yeah. So, so a guy like him, it's, so. it's it's worse. Yeah, this season was worse. He needed that yeah. rest time and so forth, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because I, I look at him and it's it's like he's one of those players, and I I, I put him beat in the same boat where they're like, he's a great athlete, he's nimble for his size, he's he's got great feet, but at the same time he's slightly a little awkward. I don't know if that you know if that makes sense. Like, it's like the way he lands, for example, like it's never it's all limbs, like it's never smooth. You know what I mean? Every time he lands, it's like it's like there's always and as you saw with Embiid the other night, and and now you're hearing that he has a slight meniscus tear in his right knee. But the way he fell, like the last thing you were thinking is that he hurt his knee, right? Like you were just thinking he just fell on his tailbone and like shit, like yeah, he's probably gonna miss this game. You know, icy up and do that stuff, and he'll be back on you know back for game five. And you're looking at the situation. You like, like just the way he fell. Like, how did he clip his knee when he fell? But he always has those kind of injuries. And I and I put AD in that same boat where it's like they're. 
I don't know. They suffer from the same thing. They they have the weirdest injuries. It's like they're, they're like it's like they're slightly awkward, even though they're they're graceful. It's weird. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to. to... We'll, 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 we'll never know what it feels like to be a footer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, Curtis, I'm sure, I'm but, sure you're, you're the closest one. By yeah. Like, if I was six, <laughs> if I was six, yeah, I would. You know? Yeah, I said. I was I, seven I feet. I would. I would. I would walk all over yeah. these guys. You're like, no, no, you won't, bro. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. You, you'd probably trip but, all over your own feet. But I was just—it's funny you say that because I was—I was just about to say the fact that. Those two guys are footers. It makes a whole difference difference in life, man. Yeah. You know, and although you may look at Anthony Davis and say he's a slender built, he's still a footer. You know, mm-hmm. even in a slender built, he's still a footer. And that and that's, you know, the way you land, or, you know. Uh, he, yeah, he's he's graceful for his size, but it's, it's still a lot of, it's still a lot of weight. It's still a lot of, Compound weight. Usually, they have problems with their feet. Um, a foot is a footer, man. There's, there's, there's issues and problems that they're physically that they're going to have that most other human beings aren't going to have, so especially you, playing this this com, this competitive sport. So you don't think like family. you don't think like them t- drinking like gallons of sea moss is going to save them? Uh possibly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 interesting though to watch them like the to, to watch his some injury, soft like, some sea moss and some soft candle some, soft candle something <laughs> man something bathing I mean he's Randall 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 what do you know about soft candle man <laughs> you putting me on the game bro what you putting me on the game oh, you have that sea moss yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, t- I tell you what, with all that said, though, the, the Suns need to wrap this up, though, <laughs> because like especially like to me, I'm like, you know, being that they're they're kind of like this is their first foray going into the playoffs as, as this this version of the Suns. You don't want to be in a game seven as a young team with a defending champion. Like you you don't you don't want to be in that position where you're you're playing LeBron and and then what if Anthony Davis does come back and give it a try in game seven? Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not worried. The only thing I'm worried about Game Seven is if Chris Paul isn't, isn't fully isn't healthy. Yeah, healthy. and he's yeah. another one too. Yeah. He's another one too. That's, that always yeah. goes down during the playoffs. If he's healthy, I, I don't. I, even if they go to Game Seven, I think they're good. If, if he's healthy, to be honest with you, but uh, but he hasn't been healthy. So yeah, no. you know, if he's not healthy and they go to Game Seven, uh, yeah, I, I think it's you know, yeah, I think, be, I think LA, LA's going to go through. I'll be a stain on it because because remember what happened in Houston, that would just be horrible. I know. If he, yep. I, I really hope Suns go through. I just hope mm-hmm. for his sake. Um, yeah, because only the one time he's made it out of the, out of the uh, the second round, right? Yep. Just one with time Houston. in his whole career. Yeah, with Houston, that one time. All those years with the Clippers, nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we, we give uh, DeAndre Ayton some love? Because. I mean, I find that guy. You know, it's it's interesting because he, because he was he was drafted ahead of Luca and mm-hmm. and even um, Trey Young. Yeah. He doesn't get the the respect that I think he's, and some of it is on him because I think he he can be like a more aggressive player. But um, like even before Chris Paul got there, there was a lot of times where he would just get forgotten. You know, mm-hmm. and when you, but you look at his skill set, his size. Like when you see him in person, like he's a he's a huge. A huge yeah. human being, 
You know. You want to know why? You want to know why? See, he's like that. Why? Because he's taking that seam off. Mm, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the soft candles, stuff. I'm not. I'm not off the game on that. True. But I can true. Tell true. He, he do got that yachty. I think he's a yachty or he's mm. over. That's true, the Bahamas, but you know it's the island thing. So, so you know Bahamas. we know about yams. You, you know you know we eating them yams. You know we eating them yams and them dumplings. You know you know you know. No no no. No Bahamas is is is, is fritters. Some guys like them. The conch, the conch, the conch, the conch fritters. That's right. Yeah. And the flying fish. Flying fish. Yeah. But but on eating on eating though, what I like about that that kid. Is that he ain't messing around with this new age seven footer shooting threes? Mm-hmm. He's finishing around the basket. You know his guys drive. He's crashing for the rebound or he, crashing for the dish. Yep, so he can finish with a dunk. Yep. All his plays are like two feet away from the rim. Like he's catching the ball two feet away. He's dunking it. Like it's old school basketball. And don't tell me that shit don't work. I know. You know, don't tell me that shit don't work. That shit works. Yeah, because I, I always say at some point, like, you got to use your genes, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> And he's got a good touch. That's the thing, too. It's, he's not just this big ogre. Like, he's got a – like, he can shoot. Like, I think – I don't know if he can shoot the three, but he can he can step out and hit that 17-footer. So even those five, six-foot jumpers, like, he's nailing those easy. Like, right now, yeah. he's, he's averaging, like, 80% from the from the field. Like, I know that's, that's really high. I don't expect that to stay, but – like I don't think like you know like to see him do like seventy percent from the field for the rest of the playoffs. I don't, I don't think that's that's out of the realm for him. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got a, he's got a good touch because right now he's averaging seventeen yeah. and twelve. But like I think he right now, I, I think he can keep this up. Like and the, and the fact that he's been aggressive too in this series, I, I really like that about him though. Like uh, that that's what's making me like mm-hmm. okay, like he came ready. You know, he came ready. Um. What do I got? One question left before I ask about this Bucks and Heat series, uh, Bucks and um, and Net series. But um, can we depend on the on on the Clippers being the title contenders that we think that they are, or, did, or do, do you guys think Luca exposed problems for them in the future? Well, I think Luca's like that Dame time, like Dame Dame Lillard. I, I think it's you know um, I'm not a Clippers fan. I, I, I don't I don't feel like they got the pieces to go far. Uh, I thought they did. Def- I thought defensively they would be really good, but um, yeah, I don't know. Something about this team is uh, it, it, they're not clicking, and I, I can't call it. I don't know if they're just they don't have the talent. I think I don't know if they're overrated. I don't know if we we you know if what's his name playoff P is playoff P. So many different things to call out, but I, I don't know if they have that. That I honestly thought no one would be able to score on this team, right? Like, yeah, it's not looking like that. Um, I don't know about the Clippers yet because I'm I'm not convinced about Dallas. Um, I like Luca, uh, but the what's his name? He already the has unicorn. he already has seventeen in the first quarter right now. Yeah, but the unicorn disappoints me too much too often. Stop, call, um, Curtis. Let me let me stop. You. But yeah, sorry, Bagnani Junior. Yeah, no, sorry, my bad. Oh, 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 that's a good one. I was just gonna say, call him Kristaps Porzingis. He's no longer the unicorn. Just call him Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Just call him by his full name. Don't 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 add no acronyms, no monikers, no nicknames. Uh, he's please Porzingis or Kristaps. And the thing that kills me about him, like I watch him, and I'm I'm like, this kid has so much crazy ass potential, 
But the damn kid is that was so far from the basket. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. There's nobody on there's nobody on that Clipper team that should be able to stop him five feet away from the hoop. But he's always floating around. Sometimes I, I honestly just blame it on the coaching. Because I don't give a F. If I'm a coach, I'm like, yo, dude, get in the paint. Well, Pick and roll, get in the paint, dump, you know, use your height, use your length. He's athletic, he's long. He can't He's not in position to fucking rebound any half the time. Yeah. He's floating around. He's floating around the the, the freaking three point line, like deep behind he's the three point line, like deep behind the yeah. three point line. Not, not yeah. even like not even like on the line. Like he's like floating like five feet behind the line half the time. If you're if you're battling the paint and you tell me you can't rebound, that's one thing. But you're not even around the freaking paint. Yeah, true. You know, like maybe they want. The paint for because Doncic all he does is go right to the paint, right? Maybe they don't want him clogging up the paint. I don't know. They're definitely not getting the, the best out of, of that young man. Uh, I think he, I think he's got a ton of talent, but it's it's a bust right now because he's not showing half of it. Uh, so I think I can't judge him on this series. They'll probably end up what's the score on it anyhow. They'll probably end up winning this series. Yeah, I think they're they're down right now, but it's end of the first quarter. So Ooh. yeah, yeah. But I um I, like it's funny because I have been saying for the last little while like I, I'm off Przingis now. I just think he's just he's just a good player and that's that's as far as it goes. He doesn't use his size. I'm not saying again like he has to be in the paint all the time. But when you're seven three, you can't be shooting that much threes. And he's not like a lights out three point shooter either. You know what I mean? So it's not like he's he's like Steph Curry. It'd be one thing if he was like Dirk or like something close to Dirk. He's not that. You know, like he he misses a lot of threes. I just find it weird that, that that like he keeps floating like he doesn't even duck in. You know what I mean? Like just get little catch like catch little passes and shoot like ten feet from the from the. He's not even doing that half the time. I don't know if they don't utilize him properly. I don't know if it's because the the offense is too Luca centric. I, I don't know what it is, but I just I just don't like. I just, like I said to me, he's no longer the unicorn. He's been he's he's just Chris, he's just Chris Stapps or Barnyanyu Junior or Barnyanyu Junior. Uh, again, I go back to, to coaching. A lot of it is coaching, and I, I uh, you look at Philly, what Philly did with all of a sudden this year, and Bede's an MVP candidate. Yeah, because because right. Doc, Doc came in there and just said, "Nah, this is what I want. I, this is what I need you to do. This is why I, I need you to cut down shooting so many threes. I need you to get in around the paint and do your work." And he's unstoppable. You know, unstoppable. When he's not injured, he's unstoppable. Yeah, true. <laughs> See <laughs> Moss, Randall. See Moss. <laughs> but but it, but it's funny though because I, I like even... too many cheesesteaks in there. You know what I mean? That's what's hurting them. <laughs> but it's it's funny because even with him too, like it's they're they're gonna give the MVP most likely the Joker um, because even though he's he's had a great all around year and he's he's been unstoppable most of the time. Um, to me, the best player I've seen play all year, to me, watching all these games, to me, is Embiid. Like, I don't think – I think it's Embiid, and I think it's Curry's a close second. You know, but, Ooh, yeah, uh, but I know because of injuries, they're going to – like, he's going to get penalized for that. But to me, the best player I saw all year was Embiid. Like, he's been unstoppable all year. Like, he's – and on top of that, he's playing D. He, like, he's, he's playing at a, at a, you know, like a defensive player of the year type level, yeah. you know? So yeah. he's giving to you both ends of the floor. The team's number one in the league. Like to me, I I I don't understand. Like he to me, he's more a unicorn than than Chris Stapps. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What did I hear it say on ESPN the other day? They mentioned Embiid, and they said he's 
some coach in the NBA, I forgot who was, made a comment that he's the best all-around player, center that he's probably seen in the game, you know, like probably in like 30 years. Yeah, probably since yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah, he's incredible. Like, like even like before he got hurt, um, this this past series, like when you, the games that he was playing, like it it just looks easy. Like there's nothing you could do. He's it's not even like he's banging you. He's he's sidestepping you. He's stepping back. He's hitting the occasional three. You know he's getting it on on cuts, ducking. Like it's just a, a, any way possible. It's, like he's getting it in all facets, and then he's stopping you in the other end. To me, he's the MVP of the league. But I know he's not he's not gonna get it just because he missed like 20 games. To me, he was the MVP. But going back to the Clippers, like I, I think. They're they're an interesting situation because uh, they just they don't I, I agree with you Ryan they don't have that vibe that they click you know like they they got new pieces like I, I think Ibaka lost a lot of time this year with his bad back but when you look at the team like they're just there's just something missing there's just something missing I I, I just you know because I love Kawhi I don't I don't want to see them get knocked out in the first round but um, you're crazy man I want to see Kawhi's ass at home man. Man, man, listen, look, look. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I've been a Kawhi fan before he got to the Raptors, so I'm not gonna change because he left. You know what I mean? Like I was a fan of his when he was on the Spurs, so I'm not gonna change because he left the Raptors. But I'm not the bitter fan, man. He, he, he gave us a parade up and down downtown Toronto, so um, I, I'm, I'll never be mad at him for that. But. Um, but with that said, yeah, I just think there's just something with them missing. Like, it, like most likely they're going to advance, but to me, when they, they go up against Utah, like, I don't know if they're coming out of that series, man. No, I think uh, Gobert's size is, will mess them up. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I agree. Um, my, my last question I want to ask you guys before we wrap up. Bucks and the Nets, man. Um, to me, this is like the series I've been waiting for for the last, like, month or so when you saw how the, how the Eastern Conference is kind of shaking out. Um, first of all, before I ask you guys who you think is going to win the series, what are, what are what are the X factors in that series coming up? Because that that series starts on Saturday. What are the X factors for y'all when you when you what, when you look at that series on both it's sides? Fun. Doesn't matter which side, both sides. It's funny, um, because bad I can't I, I, it, that it, series. It, it, it's gonna it's gonna sound stupid to say he's an X factor, but I'm gonna say uh, Giannis. Is an X factor to me, in in that, and again, it sounds stupid because he's the, he's the man, but um, he's just gotta be, he's gotta be aggressive in attack, and and I like the way he's playing now, in that he's he's getting ten assists, nine assists, eight assists. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he's it's a multi. He's growing his game. I think just him battling and playing X factor. A big part of him too is playing defense on on um, Durant. On Durant, yeah, I, I I think that's huge. If he can, like nobody can slow that dude down. If he can have Durant thinking about the game mm-hmm. and not being instinctive, um, I think he's the big X factor. He's gonna he's gonna put in work regardless because he is what he is. Even if he he may shoot a poor percentage, he's still gonna he's still gonna give you intangibles. From defense, rebound, and whatever, um, but I like the fact this year he's he's moving the ball. He's more willing to to to, to drive and kick now instead of driving, putting his head down and getting like, offensive fouls all the time. Yeah. That he was getting so much from so much more in the past. Um, he's my big X factor in this series. Um, you want me to say who I'm picking or no? 
Well, uh, let's let's hold off. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. I want to get Randall's opinion first, but before we do that, though, the one thing I'll add is, I like where he's getting his assists from. So it's not just drives. Like he's posting up, he's doing mid post. You know what I mean? He's, he's getting the double teams from those yep. areas, and it's and it's affecting the games better. Like it's more suited for the playoff basketball. You know what I mean? So there's not like a wall, like the great wall that's waiting for him in the key every time he drives now. Now we're starting mm-hmm. off closest to the basket, so it's it's just affecting things earlier. You and know, he's so. willing to and he's willing to pass it. He's a willing passer more so than he was in the past. Yeah, he has better pieces around him, so you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it. It's, and I think it's he was pretty with. willing before too, but yeah, yeah. You said, but now he's. It looks like he enjoys that shit more. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I think they 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 went through the fire the number the last couple of years. What is it? Three years where they failed. Yeah. Um, and this is a great growth process they've gone through. They've they've earned it, you know. So, but anyhow, go ahead. All right, Randall. What are your uh, what who's what's your X factors going into this series? Um, Holiday and and Lopez for the for, for the Bucks. Because okay. to me, to me, I mean, it's hard to stop a well like, like a Brooklyn, a basic Team USA, right? Like you know. <laughs> You know, you look at every avenue. It's like, except for the center position, they're 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 pretty well running right now. Like the you know, like you got like three basically MVPs on the court, um, and, and one like former perennial All Star, and then Joel right? and then Joel um, Harris that's out there to hit you for right, Joel Harris too. Right. So my thing is, you know, what I look at it is the the. the on on Brooklyn, we already know all the three that are going to damage you, Joel Harris, etc. We have some other pieces that are, have shown up and, and done decent to help sustain some of that workload when 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 guys have off nights. But I think with KD and Kyrie, you know, like are not Kyrie, yeah, KD and Kyrie or, or, or Harden, you know that they're going to do their thing, right? Kyrie, you know you're going to do your thing. But, you know, I think that Middleton can help slow them down. I mean, um, not Middleton, uh, Holiday can, can slow carry down. I'm not saying stop him. Yeah, well, make him work. But if, if, exactly. If, if, if he can just make him work a little bit harder and, and, and make him have an off night, that's, that, can, that can change the tide of things, right? On the flip side, I on think... The, on the good point, hold on, good point with that too, because I think he'll, he'll make him work defensively as well. Absolutely. Exactly, right. Exactly. It's, it's a it's a two way thing. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, Brooklyn's weakness is their center spot. <clears throat> so we alluded to the bigs playing big. I, if it, you know, if Brook, I know he's a great three point shooter, but if he can make some noise inside and cause some havoc, um, it's gonna be a long night. Because Brooke can still score. People are sleeping on Brooke. He can put the ball in the hoop. Um, and they have no one that can really stop him. So yeah. if Brooklyn can do some damage inside, it'll, 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 it, will, it will throw off the balance. Because I think there's a lot of positions that, you know, negate themselves. You know, Middleton and Giannis are going to get theirs. You know, we know someone out of the big three on Brooklyn is going to get theirs. So I think... Like I said, those are the major things. Like, like to me, and, and I don't, know, we don't want to say our picks, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm going to say straight up, Brooklyn 
who's going to stop Brooklyn? To me, Brooklyn's the the forerunner on the forefront to win it all. Right. right. The only weakness they have again is the, is their five spot, but they're so offensively powered, it's hard to stop them. Right. At the end of the day, it's like you got to put the ball in the hoop, yeah. and. It's it's hard to stop that team from putting the ball in the hoop. I mean, I was watching the game the other day. There was a it was like the third quarter. They were like over a hundred points, one hundred twenty points. Like, how do you stop that? Like, how you stop one? There's another guy that's going to step up the score, right? So, yeah. um, does the question is does do the Bucks have the defensive fortitude to hold them? You know, not stop them, but hold them to a a, a, a lower score so that they can outscore them, which is going to be hard to do in a seven-game series. It, right? Because we know Brooklyn's defense is shit. So, um, yeah. and that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I, it's interesting because I I think personally that watching them play, I think the, the two things that stick out, and I guess I'm going to kind of piggyback what you guys are saying, is I think Milwaukee playing big is going to be a huge factor. The thing with Brook Lopez is, is even though he's been shooting a lot of threes this year, the last couple of months, he's been he's been cutting those threes down and he's been working inside. Like if you watch that Miami series, like he was getting he was getting a good portion of his baskets in the paint. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, he and, can and score in the paint. He can score. He, was, he can always score in the paint. But like oh, yeah, I was about to say he can always score. Yeah, he can always score in the paint. But like the thing is with, with Bam guarding him, like he showed you, like, yeah, Bam, you're too small. Like he's seven one, like you're six eight, six nine. Like I don't care how how high you can jump and how strong you are. Like I'm seven one, and he, like some of the baskets he got on Bam in that series, it was just strictly like I'm seven one and you're not. On top of skill, you know. So that going in, like yeah, like him facing Nicholas Claxton or Blake Griffin or even DeAndre Jordan at this point was not, you know. I, I think he's kind of showing his age at this point. Um, that's going to be interesting, you know, having those guys coming off the bench like Bobby Portis and stuff is who's like, he's a tough player. That's that's going to be interesting. I've I was advocating for PJ Tucker to come to Milwaukee before he got there. So when he did, I'm like I was fist pumping. Like I think that's an awesome. That's going to be an awesome uh, move. But he, he, I know he's six five, but he's so thick that you know he, he just he's a, and, a, and a good strong defender that like especially at the at the wing position is he just makes it tough for you, but. Um, I mean, that team has always been big because, in, again, Giannis is also a seven-footer and he's long. And, he, you know, so that that's always going to be an issue, too. And I, I, I think the other factor, too, is I know this might sound crazy to say because Brooklyn's such an unstoppable juggernaut scoring-wise and, and these guys haven't even really played together yet. Um, I think the, the way you affect continuity with Brooklyn is I don't think you double any of those guys. I think you just play them straight up. So if Durant's going to get, you know, 35, 40, you just let him. You don't help because I think once you start helping, that's where they're going to destroy you because you can't leave like a Kyrie open for, you know, for a jumper or three. You can't, you know, same thing with Harden. You can't, and vice you can't leave Harris. You can't leave Harris. You can't leave Harris. Right. You got to stay home. <laughs> so I, I think so. I think what like, you know, within those situations, you, you got to you can't like. It's going to be, and it's, and I'm, this is easier said than done, obviously, because it's really hard to stay in front of those guys, especially like, you know, um, when they're cooking, like a, like a Kyrie, especially. But I think you just have to stay home. I don't think you double any of those guys. You double, you don't double those guys. And when they take the shot, if they miss, you clean up, you like, you just clean everything up. And I think if you can do that, if you can keep those guys within those three, especially within like 80 points, 
I think if you can keep them within like 75 to 80 points, you know, a game, like in that aspect, you have a great shot of winning the game. If, you know, if one's getting 40, the other one's getting 30, you know, Harden's getting 25, 15, and, and, and 9, like that's where it's, you're just like, yeah, you're done. But if you can get, if you can keep them with around 80 points, you know, about 25 each, you know, like, like average, I, I guess, around there for the three of them, you have a great shot of winning. But but I, the thing is, they have the defenders to do it. So what you know, they have the defenders to do it because they 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 like the even with Drew Holiday, he's gonna make Kyrie work. But he's also big enough to 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 deal with Harden too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's not a small guard. So that that's where it becomes really interesting for them. And I think with Brooklyn, I think if Brooklyn wins the fifty fifty balls and they hustle because they're not a good defend defensive team, but they're so strong offensively. If they if they just hustle. You know what I mean? Like get those garbage points, get those loose balls. You know what I mean? Like you know those those offensive rebounds and stuff. But if they can do that, I think the series is gonna go pretty quickly if they can if they control that factor. But I don't know if they're gonna do that because like Milwaukee plays D, man. So I, I like I said, I can't wait for this series. I like I I'm gonna watch. I'm not missing a minute of that series at all. Like I, I can't wait for that series. It's probably like the most anticipated series for me for the playoffs. To be honest with you, like just looking how things are gonna shake out. I really love to see where this is going to go. But predictions, man, who y'all got before we go? Who, who do y'all got? For which series? Uh, for the same series, for, for, for Bucks and Nets. Randall already said. Oh, Randall already said, sorry. Yeah, so Curtis, Brooklyn. Curtis yeah, Brooklyn. But, and what, like Brooklyn and what? Brooklyn and six. Brooklyn and six, okay. What, what about I, you? Uh, I say... um. I say Milwaukee. I'm, I'm only taking my time to figure out how many games, but I say Milwaukee just because I'm I'm going with defense. I think both, uh, of course, the three-headed monsters, uh, um, offensively they can't be stopped, but they give too much, too much away defensively. Yeah, you know, and and I think uh, offensively the Bucks are rolling as well. Yeah, um, Bryn you know, Forbes, Bryn, Bryn yeah. Forbes coming off that bench, man. Yeah, especially with Giannis being a willing passer. Um, you know, like the other day he had like 16 points, but like 14 assists or some nonsense. So, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm going with defense guys. I think both are both are flowing offensively, but only mm-hmm. one really only one team really plays defense. You know, mm-hmm. so if you can if you can just cause a, a little hiccup in, in Brooklyn's uh, offense um, and you can continue to roll defensive, offensively, which I don't think, you know, Brooklyn's going to stop anybody. Um, I, uh, I think uh, I'm going to go with Milwaukee. Plus the fact that Milwaukee's is, is what, three years of, of, of defeat. You know, they, I think this is a, a, a nice squad they've, they've put together. They got scars. Um, yeah. Yeah, they've got their battle stars, you know. So I think there's a nice squad they put together. They've they've worked it through. I think Giannis has grown. Um, I think he again he still got room to go, but um, he's grown. Um, I'm gonna I'm going with Milwaukee. Um, how many games? Six or seven? I'm not sure either, but six or seven. I'm going Milwaukee. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll say six. I'll say six. Milwaukee and six. I'm going to say Brooklyn in seven, but I'm rooting for Milwaukee. 
I want Milwaukee to prove me wrong. I'm rooting. I'm a big Giannis fan, so I'm rooting for Milwaukee. And, you know, they say defense wins championships or, or at least wins playoff series. We're going to find out. <laughs> We're going to find out if that theory is true. They're, they're um, an unstoppable force. And, and Milwaukee right now, they, do, are they going to be the immovable object? I don't know. We're going to find out, though. We're, we're definitely going to find out who's, you know, if that theory is true. Does defense, does defense still win series and championships? Like, we, we are really, that, they're really going to put that to the test in this series. That's why I can't wait to watch it. I tell you, if Giannis can slow down KG, uh, KD. KD, yeah. Because what KD's doing, I mean, what they're all doing is crazy, but KD at his height, what he's, it's just, every time I watch him, it just blows my mind. I'll play Achilles. Yes, but I knew that wasn't going to affect him. I knew that Achilles wasn't going to affect him. He's he's not a heavy guy. He's 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 sleek. He's limber. He's you know. Um, I knew that was going to. I I always tell people. I, we have a friend who was in his fifties and he blew his Achilles out two years ago and he's forty pounds overweight and he came back playing ball forty pounds overweight with a with a with a after a ruptured Achilles. These guys are young with the best of trainers and equipments and physical staff around them. Um, I had no no doubt that KD was going to come back without missing a beat. Well, you know, yeah. But, well, if, it, but if, if, if what's the name can slow them down a bit, I think they I think they win. It's all about defense. Yeah, but I, see, yeah, I, I don't think it's on KD. I think, I think you've got so many, you, you got Harden that people, and Harden's not even scoring. Right, like he doesn't need to score. Right, he's he's basically their point guard. Right, so like I, I, I yeah, I don't know, man. No, I, no but I'm saying, but dude, Milwaukee, it's, I want to see that matchup personally. It's, yeah, <laughs> Randall, it's, it's, to that. it's funny. Randall's saying he's he's not even squaring. He's he's doing 28 in this series. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the past series, but yeah, but I understand what you're saying though. It's not he's not like getting like 35, 40, and he's, it's like an easy 27. Who are you talking about? Uh, Harden. Um, Harden. Harden. Yeah, yeah, Harden. Yeah, because Harden, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Harden is normally used to scoring like 40, right? And, mm. and, and just scoring like 25 or 20 for Harden is like, what? But the man is getting like 50 assists again at the game, right? But I keep you alerted, alerted to Yanis uh, and playing, playing up on KD because it's, it's such a personal thing. I, I, was, I love to see that matchup. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they play great team defense, yeah. and I think that's yeah. that's gonna that's gonna win the game. Yeah, and and then one thing, I see, with, and then one thing with Giannis, they can sustain it. Re- sorry, repeat that, Randall. All, all I was trying to say is, could they sustain that in the seven game series? I think that's what it comes down to. Is is Brooklyn's offensive firepower better than um, the Bucks' defense? But but here's the thing, though. Again. Yeah, the man. Bucks also giving you offense. The Bucks yeah. are also giving you offense. But, so it's not like it's but, not like they're it's not like they're they they, they don't they, they're averaging eighty five points a game. They're no, putting up, no, putting they're up numbers. But they never. But you played ball before. They've never. It's been a long chased, time. But think about this: <laughs> when you chasing around a team to that magnitude. Like you, you exert a lot of energy playing full dog, dog down defense on a team that's that offensive efficient. They have not faced a team 
where at, at least at four positions, all can score at any time at will. That's just my, my thing. Is they're chasing guys. They have to play D. It's not like they could take any time off, right? And that's all I'm trying to say. Well, it's funny because, uh, uh, because Milwaukee finished like they were tied for fifth in overall like offensive rating, and they're just look at the stats here. They're second in second in overall pace. So, like, that's such a what yeah. Curtis is saying. Like, they can score too, you know. But it's mm-hmm. it's interesting to see where it's gonna fall because again, I, I think to me the key is and and again, this is easier said than done. You know, can you can you can you single guard these guys? Can you keep these guys in front of you? Like if they're if they're if they're killing you with threes and jumpers and they're staying in front of you, have a hand in their face, you just you know like you just pat them on the back and say, "Man, great shot, great game," and just you you walk off the court like, "Hey, I did all I could do." But they weren't blowing by me and and and, and breaking down my defensive structure and being in the paint all the time and you know kicking it out for open threes and you know what I mean? Like they they're not breaking the defense now if if they're staying in front of you. Like it's again e- much easier said than done, but. They got the length to do it. That's that's the interesting. That's what makes the series so interesting. They got they got the pieces to do it at least to make them work. You know, yeah, that, I, really, I, I really like their toughness team. With Portis and Tucker and you know Yanis is yeah. Tucker. Like they're tough, man. They're a tough team. Yeah, they are tough. Yeah, and, and and that's the one thing with Giannis. Like Giannis, you know, he's coming with it. Like he is coming with it every night. Like every second. He's not as skilled as the, as the, as the three guys on Brooklyn, but he mm-hmm. is he is coming with that work every night. Like you know that you know what I mean. Like you know you can depend on that. You know he's crashing boards, he's dunking on you, he's screaming on you, he's he's coming to pelt shots off the glass. Like he's he's coming with everything. You know. It's so. funny. All I can think of is that one play the last time they played each other when when Giannis blocked KD <laughs> off that step back. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> that's that's incredible!" <laughs> like that was incredible for him to block him without fouling. Like, wow. I know, and got him like easy too. That was that was a crazy thing. You got him easy too. So, like I said, man, I I can't wait for that series going forward, man. And then, uh, we're probably gonna be talking about it in a future podcast because you know that I think that series mm-hmm. gonna bring a level of excitement. I just I just hope it goes seven games. That's all I that's all I, I ask as a fan. It's like to go seven games. Yeah. That's that's all I could ask. Um, on that note, fellas, look, thank you guys for um, for hopping on the Av podcast today. As always, yes, it's 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 uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, like I said, we, you know we definitely got to do this again. You know during the the rest of the playoffs here, we're only in the first round, so. Um, I, I'm kind of liking the playoffs so far, so I'm I'm hoping it 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 stays to this level of excitement so far. And um, sorry, Knicks fans, sorry, 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 bro. <laughs> but again, yeah, they should be happy. They're overachieved, man. Yeah, they yeah for sure, for sure. Like they yeah. uh, they nobody expected them to 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 be hosting a uh, a playoff series this year. Nope, nope, you know? not at all. And, and, and they overachieved, and and, and and I think Atlanta underachieved, and then came, you know, at the towards the end of the season, caught some fire, especially with McMillan taking over the helm. But you, I don't think people are giving Atlanta the respect that they deserve. With all the moves they made, it came to fruition in the end. Yeah, but they're going to be a tough out. They're yeah, they got some nice, out. nice young players, man. They do. Oh man, I they, I, they, I, I didn't even realize. Well, what's what's his name, Cam? Reddish yeah, is not, not even playing. playing. I know. Yeah. Is he you hurt? I mean, he's, he's hurt, right? Yeah, he's hurt. So he would have been, you know, 
another, coming off the bench. Another guy they could throw out there. Yeah. Lengthwise. Yeah. Well, was he playing well? I didn't think he was playing well. Yeah, he was okay this year. He was okay. Yeah, he was okay. He was better but, than but, but he came on. He had a horrible first half, but yeah. the second half? Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, but he's, he's nice. When, when they picked when they picked him up, I was like, yo, that's a hell of a pickup. That's a hell of a pickup. Like, yo, the first half, I was like, what's up with this guy? Second half, man, this guy was averaging like almost thirty points a game. Well he's well I think him. I think it's props for to to McMillan. Um McMillan, I should say, uh-huh. because you know, once once Lloyd got fired, you were like, man, like, hey, listen, I was not a fan of the Hawks. Like, I watched him play, and I wasn't a fan of Trey Young because I, I we thought Trey Young was was trying to be Steph Curry. You know, like I, I think he he kind of like you know smoothed out the edges with with uh, with Trey, and it's like like I think Trey kind of scaling things back a bit like really helped the team. You know, like he really helped the team. So going forward, it's like yeah, they're gonna be playing Philly in the next round. That I mean. As long as Embiid is healthy, like Philly's gonna win, but it's gonna be a good series. Like I expect, right. there's gonna be a nice series, and 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 you know, um, you're seeing Atlanta; they ain't afraid to talk shit right now. Um, you know, you know Embiid and them love to talk shit, especially Embiid. You know, he's he's ready to to be a villain and rile up his own his own fans, and I'm looking forward to that too. That, that's actually gonna be a good series too. You know, but oh hell yeah. But like, but like I said with the Knicks, man. Sorry, guys. Like, you know, you, you guys got a chance to host, host the first round series, but in reality, you, you, you probably really didn't. Na 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 na. Goodbye. Thank you for checking out the latest episode of the Av Podcast. Special shout out goes out to Randall Walter. And Big Brother Curtis for hopping on to break down these playoff touch points. Hit the like and subscribe button or your favorite button, whichever pops up on your screen. Leave comments where you can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the show as always. Um, check out the latest episode of The Stoop, Code of the Sneaks, the three-part episode of Sneaker Culture right now on the South Sharaf YouTube channel. And also... We're going to be doing an updated episode on core cutting culture, which will be out in about, I would say in about two weeks. So make sure you look out for that one too, right here on South Sharaf Radio. For Big Brother Curtis and Randall Walter, this is Cal C. And you just tuned in to the Av Podcast on South Sharaf Radio. Until next time, folks, peace. We out. We out.